The Gamecock coaching staff may have landed in-state four-star defensive lineman Xavier McLeod yesterday, but their recruiting efforts are not finished yet with the defensive line. Why is that, you may ask? I'll discuss why and more on the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Your show, as always, for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams. I'm your host, Andrew Lyon, and thank you for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts daily. All right, so yesterday was quite an eventful day for the South Carolina Gamecocks on multiple different fronts, and I'll be covering all of those storylines and headlines on today's show. I'll be discussing Monty Lee joining the Gamecock baseball coaching staff for the 2023 season and why it is such a big hire for Mark Kingston. I'll also discuss some of the updates on the injury front for the Gamecock football team in fall camp. Who was seen out on the practice field yesterday afternoon when the media was able to watch the first five periods of practice. But I'll be getting into all that in segments two and three of today's show. But for the first segment, we gotta talk about recruiting because obviously the Gamecocks are really starting to heat up once again on the recruiting trail. Not even just with commitments, but also with trends. Trending for multiple big-time blue-chip prospects. So let's go ahead and get all right into it. The Gamecocks, of course, landed four-star defensive line prospect Xavier McLeod from Camden High School in Camden, South Carolina, yesterday afternoon. And if you haven't already seen my live stream where I discussed his game and all that in detail, be sure to go check that out on the Locked on Gamecocks podcast YouTube page. But now that the Gamecocks have landed Xavier McLeod for this class at the moment, who are some other big-time prospects that they are in good position for? Well, the first one I'm going to talk about is five-star athlete Nicholas Harbour out of Maryland. As there was a big announcement yesterday afternoon that Nicholas Harper has locked in an official visit to South Carolina. He will be visiting the Gamecocks the weekend of the Georgia football game at home in week three, which I believe is September the 16th through the 18th. The game itself, of course, being on September the 17th. And it was first reported by Steve Wiltfong, the director of football recruiting for 24-7 sports as seen on social media. And for those of you who do not know much about Nicholas Harper at this point, he is a big-time talent to say the least. He's a five-star prospect across all recruiting services. He is rated as the 10th best prospect in the entire country according to 24-7 sports composite rankings. 6'5", 225, and is an absolute freak of nature. This is a guy that not only plays football, but is also one of the best track and field sprinters in the entire country and is looking to run professionally in track one day. But the question some of y'all may still be asking is just how much is South Carolina in the game here? Well, clearly based on the fact he is now scheduled an official visit, this confirms that the Gamecocks do indeed have a shot in this race. South Carolina, as of this moment, would only be the second school to garner 
three visits total from Nicholas Harbor, with Maryland, his home state team, being the other one. And he did visit the Gamecocks back on July the 29th, earlier this summer, for the Gamecocks' late summer cookout. And based on his social media posts from that visit, he seemed to have a really good time. And of course, there's a lot of other commits that South Carolina has right now in the fold who are really trying hard to recruit him down to South Carolina. And I discussed him with Locked On's Recruiting Insider and SI's Director of Football Recruiting, John Garcia Jr., back on my show on July the 28th. And he mentioned how if Harbor played this process out, it would be to the benefit of South Carolina and a couple of other schools in this race. And this, once again, just confirms that this is now a long-term race here. So this just shows how great of a job this staff as a whole has done with keeping communication consistent with Nicholas Harbor building up that relationship, being able to get him to come back down to Columbia for the first time since June of 2021. And it's been reported that apparently he may have some family joining him on his official visit. And his family apparently hasn't been on any real big visit up to this point, as far as I know or I've heard. So this could be a really big deal for South Carolina and their best opportunity to really try to leave an impression on the five-star athlete out of Maryland. Now let's move on to another big-time blue-chip prospect in four-star edge target Desmond Yumeo Zulu, who is a big-time prospect in his own right, rated as the 168th best prospect in the country according to 24-7 sports composite rankings. And he is currently scheduled to commit on August the 29th. Now, the reason I bring up Desmond Yumeo Zulu is he's received two crystal balls from 24-7 Sports Insiders, Tony Morrell and Hale McGranahan, who work for the BigSpur.com covering the South Carolina Gamecocks. These crystal ball predictions basically mean that both of these guys have enough confidence in basically predicting that Desmond will be a Gamecock at the end of this recruiting process. And like the Nicholas Harbor recruitment that I mentioned earlier, I have discussed this with John Garcia Jr. And John mentioned in our interview just yesterday that there was traction here with Yumeo Zulu despite the lack of social media activity, which has made it somewhat difficult to peg where Yumeo Zulu is leaning. He also mentioned the fact that Ohio State has added some of their other targets at this position to their commitment list, and that could end up working in the Gamecocks' favor here. Well... It seems that there's now fire with the smoke that has developed around Desmond's recruitment. Again, still around a week and a half away from his actual commitment date, and Ohio State was leading for a good while here, so still plenty of time for, you know, plenty of things to go down behind the scenes. Crazier things have happened, but right now it does seem like things are trending in the right direction for the Gamecocks with four-star edge Desmond Yumeo Zulu. Now, the last prospect I'm going to talk about real quick is four-star defensive line prospect Xavion Hardy out of Georgia. Now, he currently has a final three of South Carolina, Florida, and Liberty, but the thought in the industry has been that Florida was the leader here and was looking like they were the favorites to land him for the last month and a half, two months or so. Yesterday morning, however, Steve Wiltfong, who I mentioned earlier with Nicholas Harper, put in a crystal ball prediction for the Gamecocks to land Xavion Hardy. And the thing with Steve Wiltfong putting in a crystal ball prediction here is, while Steve has not been 100% correct throughout his entire career of making these crystal ball predictions, Steve, obviously, being the director of football recruiting for 24-7 sports, has a lot of really reliable sources 
and he does not just throw out predictions like it's candy. He doesn't just shoot straight from the hip when it comes to these things. So for him to put in a prediction on Xavion Hardy, he has to feel pretty confident that the Gamecocks are going to land him at the end of the day. I think it's a very good sign for the Gamecocks seeing this on 24-7 Sports, and Hardy is someone who has visited the Gamecocks two times during this calendar year, and he is being recruited primarily by Jimmy Lindsay, who did just land Xavier McLeod just yesterday afternoon. So Lindsay's already shown his prowess on the recruiting trail once before, and he may do it once again before things are all said and done. So a lot of momentum behind the scenes right now, working in the favor of South Carolina. The Gamecocks could be building up a fantastic defensive line class to go along with the offensive line class they've built up to this point. But again, we will have to wait and see how things play out over time. Now, coming up in just a couple moments, I will discuss... What happened yesterday afternoon with the baseball team? As Chad Collate has announced he is retiring for family reasons, wanting to spend more time with family, and Monty Lee, the former head coach of the Clemson Tigers, is apparently going to take his spot. What does this mean for the South Carolina baseball program? I'll get into all that in just a couple moments, but before I do talk about all of that, I do need to tell you all about Bet Online and all of the betting needs that they fulfill for all of you. They are the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games, along with reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, where yes, you can bet on preseason games at this current time. The NBA, NHL, combat sports, golf, and yes, even esports. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering needs, including live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered wherever you need information. So be sure to head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn the latest about the trends and action, because as always, Bet online is where the game starts. Welcome back to this Friday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Thank you for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen every day. The ultimate college football preview is here. A seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for the college football season all in one spot. So search for Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's move on to Monty Lee being hired at South Carolina. Now, as I've mentioned already, it was announced yesterday that Chad Collate, who was the hitting coach and recruiting coordinator for South Carolina during the 2022 baseball season, is retiring in order to spend more time with his family. And Monty Lee, who was Clemson's head baseball coach for the last seven seasons and was fired just earlier this year, is going to be taking over those positions. Now, why is this a big deal? Well, there is an obvious answer, and then there's a much deeper answer that can be split up into multiple parts that I'll go over. I'll start off with the obvious. You almost never see a fired rival head coach join the other program after being let go. And because of this, some of you might be sitting there and saying, why on earth would we hire someone who not only worked for the enemy for almost a decade, but also couldn't accomplish a whole lot 
at an objectively respected baseball program. If you take off the garden black glasses for just a few seconds, Clemson's baseball program is pretty solid. They have done a lot of great things up there. No, they might not have the national championships that South Carolina can point to, but they've accomplished a lot at Clemson in baseball, admittedly. So for the deeper answer as to why this is such a big hire for the Gamecocks, I have three different reasons. First, he wasn't always a Tiger. He was an assistant under coach Ray Tanner back in 2003 through the 2008 baseball season. And as far as I know, he wanted the job really badly back in 2012 when Ray Tanner moved to the athletic director role. But Chad Holbrook, who was Tanner's top assistant for the last few seasons prior, was pretty much Tanner's chosen successor. So because of this, Montelli lost out on his opportunity to be able to get a job that he really wanted during that time period. So when Clemson came calling just a few years later, he wound up taking that job because he viewed it simply as a solid job opportunity to be a major head coach at a place where fans care very much about winning in baseball. And I want to emphasize, he should not get raked over hot coals for that. I think if any of us were in that kind of a position in our own professional field where there were two rival companies and we really wanted to work a particular position for one of them, but that position kept staying filled up and we didn't want to keep waiting and the other rival company had the same position open up and said, hey, we'd be willing to have you come on over here and we'll pay you handsomely for it. 99% of people who end up in that kind of situation, they're going to end up taking that job. Especially if it pays well enough, it wouldn't be a great decision, in my opinion, to turn something like that down. So he should not get ridiculed for that is my bottom line there. He's also a former head coach who will bring unique insight to coaching meetings in terms of strategizing and game planning for upcoming opponents. You see this on every coaching staff that is even remotely successful. And I got three solid examples here at South Carolina. In football, special teams coordinator Pete Lembo, offensive coordinator Marcus Satterfield, and senior offensive analyst Freddie Kitchens all have been head coaches in football. With men's basketball, assistant Tim Buckley, he was also a head coach at one point. And then in women's basketball, Don Staley's top assistant, Lisa Boyer, was Don's old coach back in the American Basketball League days, which was a short-lived professional women's basketball league back in the 90s. But Don respected her coaching ability so much that she's had her on her staff for like the last 15, 16 years now. And one more quick bullet point to add here for this part. Just because Monty didn't work out as a head coach doesn't make him a bad coach overall. It doesn't mean that he doesn't understand the game of baseball, that he cannot recruit and develop prospects. What it does mean is that he might not be the most successful if he's in charge of a program like Clemson, who, again, takes baseball very seriously, is in a very contentious conference, a conference with many solid baseball programs. He might not do well in that kind of a position, but when he's just told to just be in control of the offense and help coordinate recruiting efforts as an assistant, he can really shine in that kind of role. He's done it before. He can do it again. And with recruiting, in-state recruiting will see a solid uptick. Monty Lee has been a South Carolinian for practically his entire life. He was born and raised, as far as I know, in Lugoff, South Carolina. He went to college at College of Charleston. His entire coaching career has been spent in the state of South Carolina at Spartanburg Methodist, South Carolina, College of Charleston, and then, of course, recently, Clemson. So Monty Lee, to put it bluntly, literally knows this state like the back of his own hand. 
and he's built some strong long-term relationships with many high school programs across the entire state, whether it is the upstate, the Midlands, or the low country. He has experience in every single region of this state. So he is going to be able to help South Carolina in terms of their in-state recruiting efforts. Of course, I know some of y'all are probably sitting there and saying, well, none of this is going to matter if the baseball team doesn't get things turned around next year because then the whole staff will get fired anyways. And you know something? I can't argue that point. You're probably correct on that. But to say that Monty Lee's hire is not a good one for South Carolina, in my opinion, you're just not looking at the big picture here or you're letting the fact that he worked for Clemson for the last seven years cloud your judgment way too much here. So overall, this is a great hire by Mark Kingston, and I think it could end up helping this team overall in 2023. Welcome back to the final segment of today's show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day. The last part I'm going to cover in today's show will be the injury notes and takeaways from Thursday's open practice. Practice was open to the media for the stretch period, and I believe the first four or five periods after that. And Alan Cole, who is a writer for Gamecock Scoop, happened to be there and took a lot of notes, especially regarding some injuries. And here's the header for Alan Cole's article on Gamecock Scoop if you want to go check that out in further detail. But here's what I was able to take away from Alan Cole's article myself. Injury-wise, running back Marshawn Lloyd, wide receivers Josh Fan and Landon Sampson, defensive end Jordan Birch, and linebacker Sherrod Green were all back at practice yesterday afternoon, at least from what the media saw, which is obviously a great sign. You look at Marshawn Lloyd, that's your running back one right there. Josh Fan coming back, that's your number one wide receiver. Landon Sampson could be an important rotational piece in this receiver group this year. Defensive end Jordan Birch, fantastic sign to hear that he is participating more, it seems like, in, as I've already mentioned before, the depth at the defensive end edge position is already not that great behind, like, the top three guys. Losing Jordan Birch for the first couple of games, maybe to a nagging injury, would have been a big deal here, but it sounds like that he is coming back a little bit more each and every day, which is really great to hear. Linebacker Sherrod Green, the heart and soul of the linebacker room, in my opinion, and a reason why this rush defense last year struggled mightily throughout the season. I think that he's a guy that the defense cannot afford to lose this year. We really need to keep Sherrod Green healthy, and so I won't be surprised if they end up keeping him on a little bit of a pitch count leading up to the Georgia State game in Week 1. Of course, it's not like they can't let him tackle or anything like that because, of course, Sherrod Green does need to get some kind of volume of reps down in practice in terms of tackling and basic fundamentals leading into that game, but he is a six-year senior, so it's not like he's going to need it as badly as some of the true freshmen that might be playing in the two deep, for example, in the secondary. So still really great news to hear that all these guys apparently are back at practice. Now, who are some guys that maybe are still banged up and were on the sidelines? Wide receiver Corey Rucker and running back Christian Bill Smith were both apparently out there at practice, but they were both on the sidelines. And Corey Rucker was apparently doing some work with some of the trainers. Christian Bill Smith apparently is still on that scooter. So obviously getting closer and closer to week one, versus Georgia State, it's um, starting to become a little bit questionable as to whether or not Christian Bill Smith might end up suiting up for the game, if he will be able to go. Of course, he does still have a couple of weeks left, but the fact that it's been a few days now since this injury was originally reported, and he's still in that scooter, in my opinion, not a great sign. Sounds like that this is going to take a while for him to bounce back. Another big injury development here, 
Punter Kai Kroger was at practice yesterday. He was also on the sidelines and couldn't participate in any drills. But again, great to hear that Kai Kroger is back out there. And based on the fact that he is, it does seem like that he is recovering a little bit more and more from his injury. Shane Beamer did mention in his press conference, I believe, after the first scrimmage just about a week ago that Kai Kroger was bouncing back a little bit faster than even the coaching staff originally thought he would. So it sounds like progress is being made with Kai Kroger's injured foot. And of course, because Kai Kroger is still out at practice right now, other specialists have to step up in his roles of being the punter and the holder. Punter William Joyce, who is a redshirt freshman, if I recall correctly, apparently continues to get most of the snaps at the holder spot at practice. And that's really, truthfully, the last note that I could derive from Alan Cole's article on Gamecock Scoop. Again, you want to get a little bit more details beyond what I've already mentioned, you can feel free to go check out his article over there on Gamecock Scoop. But again, overall, good news on the injury front. Seems like a lot of these guys did indeed have little minor slight tweaks and are starting to bounce back bit by bit as these days continue to pass along and we get closer and closer to week one against Georgia State. Again, Christian Bill Smith right now seems like the one guy that if you had to list anyone as doubtful or questionable at the minimum for the Georgia State game, he's probably that one guy, but seems like everybody else is progressing enough to where they will probably be back in week one versus Georgia State. And, you know, with the injury bug, listen, y'all, the injury bug hits every single college football team during fall camp, and it's something that football coaches dread because you always know that injuries are going to pile up or there's going to be a couple of them that are going to be really serious ones. And, of course, Shane Beamer and this coaching staff will be hoping to continue to avoid the latter in terms of major injuries throughout the rest of fall camp. And I'm sure they got good plans with the athletic training staff with all these guys that I just mentioned. So with that being said, y'all, that is going to do it for today's show of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I hope that y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show. As always, what are y'all's thoughts on all these recent recruiting developments? What are your thoughts on Harper now scheduling an official visit for the Georgia game? How much do you think this could help South Carolina's recruiting efforts with Nicholas Harbor. Do you think maybe they could even leapfrog into the driver's seat for his recruitment? And then Desmond Yumeo Zulu and Savion Hardy, both getting crystal ball predictions to South Carolina. How hyped up would you be to see both these guys potentially commit very soon and be added to the class along with Xavier McLeod and Monteith Rames. What a defensive line class that could shape up to be. What are your thoughts on Monty Lee returning to the Gamecock baseball program? Do you think it's going to have a big impact on what could happen with this team this next season? Whether it's on the field during the season or on the recruiting trail. And how do you feel about the injuries for South Carolina's football team in fall camp right now? Again, it does sound like that most of these guys are making positive progress as these days continue to go along. But, you know, Christian Bill Smith, again, could be out for week one. Maybe Kai Kroger isn't able to go in week one against Georgia State. What are y'all's thoughts on all of that? I want to hear them down below in the comments section if you're watching this on YouTube. But, of course, if you're listening to today's show on an audio podcast app, wherever you get your podcast daily, you can also feel free to shoot me a message at A-Line underscore SC on Twitter, and I'll be sure to respond to any replies or comments that you have for me as quickly as as I see him. And also, if you've enjoyed the Locked On Gamecocks podcast and you want to get more news on the entire SEC conference, then make Locked On SEC your second listen every day, where host Chris Gordy and the local experts of Locked On take you across the entire SEC in just 30 minutes. So again, make Locked On SEC your second listen after, of course, the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. But 
With that being said, y'all, that's going to do for me on today's show. Hope y'all have a great rest of your Friday and a fantastic weekend. And I'll catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.